Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're not taking that vacation, if you're not taking time away, you don't get both the physical as well as the mental refreshment that you need to be able to come back and tackle your job. Welcome to the Best New Ideas in Money, a podcast from MarketWatch. I'm Stephanie Kelton. I'm an economist and a professor of economics and public policy at Stony Brook University. And I'm James Rogers, a financial columnist at MarketWatch. Each week, we explore innovations in economics, finance, technology, and policy that rethink the way we live, work, spend, save, and invest. It's the height of summer vacation season. Stephanie, are you taking any time off at all in August? You know, I'm not taking a long period of time off, like a real vacation, but I am finding a day here and there to do things with the kids. Yeah, I'm the same, but I'm going back to England for a week at the end of August. I'm going to be honest, I can't wait. That sounds like a really good time. I've got to ask though, when was the last time you took a week off? It's been a while. Uh, I think it's probably been six or seven years since I had a whole week off. Well, you know what, Stephanie? It turns out you're in good company. Although many Americans are offered paid time off, 82% according to the latest numbers from Pew, nearly half of those who were offered it took less than they're actually allowed. Although the COVID-19 pandemic has undoubtedly shuffled things a bit, A 2019 study found more than a third of Americans hadn't been on vacation in more than two years. A full 51% said they hadn't taken a vacation in at least a year. That's according to Global Insurer Allianz, which produces an annual vacation survey. So why are people taking those days off? That's what we're looking into today. Not only why Americans don't take vacations, but why, according to recent research, they should for the sake of their careers. We're starting off with the familiar voice. Hi, I'm Charles Passy. I'm a reporter with MarketWatch and previously the co-host of Best New Ideas in Money. Charles recently looked into how vacation time in the United States compares to the rest of the world. What he found might surprise you. Well, it's interesting, you know, I mean, this is obviously the time of year when many people are taking vacation. And we often hear about how Americans leave a lot of vacation on the table, a lot of vacation days on the table. We always seem pressured and like, can we squeeze that in? You know, we always are working out with our employers to do it. But here's the really scary thing we discovered. Americans technically do not get any vacation days, at least by federal law. That's right. The Fair Labor Standards Act, or FLSA, doesn't require payment for time when employees aren't working, including vacations, sick leave, or federal holidays. It's really at the discretion of your employer. And Charles notes, that's not the case in most other countries. Workers in China, Japan, and Germany are entitled to pay time off by law, depending on how many years they've spent in the workforce. 
other countries, particularly European ones, can be incredibly generous in terms of this. Maybe I shouldn't say generous. I mean, I should just say this is how it works. In other countries, you're looking at anywhere from four to six weeks mandated vacation. I'm talking, this is the government saying every employer must offer this. France leads the way with 30 mandated vacation days. In the UK, it's 28 mandated vacation days. A lot of countries in Europe have 25. Of the world's largest economies, all require some sort of paid time off by law. All except, that is, the world's largest economy, the United States. And the paid time off that we're talking about doesn't include any holidays, which vary by country, of course. Get a load of this. If you live in Iran, when you add up the mandated vacation days and the mandated public holidays, you get off 53 days a year. Again, in the U.S., zero. You probably are going to get some time off, but if your employer says, sorry, we're not going to give you any time off, that's okay by U.S. standards. Like we mentioned earlier, many workers in the United States are offered paid time off. 82% of workers who aren't self-employed, according to Pew. However, that's some form of paid time off, which means sick time and vacation. When you begin to pick out the details, the numbers are hard to come by. But the Center for Economic and Policy Research, which has been tracking paid time off stats since at least 2007, claims that as of 2019, close to one in four American workers do not receive paid vacation or holidays. Still, that means three quarters of American workers do have paid vacation. So why don't they take it? To answer that question, we turn to Joanne Lippman, who's a returning guest to the show. We spoke with her earlier this year about her latest book, Next, The Power of Reinvention in Life and Work. Lately, Lippman has turned her attention to a different topic, vacation. In a recent op-ed for the Wall Street Journal, she wrote about the importance of vacation and about all of that vacation time that Americans leave on the table. So we have this terrible idea that if we take vacation, we feel like the world's going to fall apart, that our job will fall apart, that we will not be promoted, that it's going to hurt our performance. If we have clients, we feel like it's going to hurt our product for the client. So we have this guilt built in. Sound familiar? But Lippmann says it goes beyond that. There's sort of a status symbol in saying how busy we are. We fetishize busyness, the idea that I am just too important and too busy to take my time off. And it's built into the culture. It's really unfortunate because as it turns out, I've done, you know, I've done a deep dive for my book, Next, The Power of Reinvention in Life and Work. One of the things that I was looking at is how do we spark creativity and innovation to figure out what is next? And how do we do that within our own organizations? And what was really quite remarkable was all of the research points to the importance of taking time away from work. And that means taking your evenings and your weekends, but it also means taking vacation, which is something we don't do. And we really do need to. And there's now a growing body of research that shows you that when you do take vacation, it is actually good for your career and good for your organization. Lippmann says, first of all, vacation is good for you. 
We know that taking vacation is great for your health, your physical health, and your mental health. And there is a lot of research on that. We know that it reduces anxiety, depression, stress, and even heart disease. So it's good for all of those reasons. And intellectually, a lot of us understand that, even though we don't take the vacation. But there's this growing body of research that shows that it's also good for your career. It might seem counterintuitive, but Lippmann argues that time off pays off. According to Harvard Business Review research from 2016, people who took fewer than 10 of their vacation days per year had a 34.6% likelihood of receiving a raise or bonus in a three-year period of time. People who took more than 10 of their vacation days? They logged a 65.4% chance of receiving a raise or bonus. Ernst & Young studied its own employees to see what was the impact of vacation days. And they actually found a correlation between 10 hours of vacation time in a given month with an 8% increase in performance review ratings at the end of the following year. In other words, those who took their vacation got better performance ratings. Lippmann also points to a study from Boston Consulting Group. BCG literally forced teams of employees to take one day off per week. And in another experiment, they made workers take one night off per week, email included. According to BCG, the consultants resisted the mandatory time off, concerned not only about their clients, but their careers. They found, despite the anxiety going into it, coming out of it, the employees were happier, they were less stressed, but also the work product was better. And so BCG actually now offers a whole variety of ways for people to take off, including the opportunity to take an eight-week sabbatical. We did an episode about sabbaticals, or extended periods of paid time off that are today most common in academia, though they're spreading to the corporate world. But until those go more mainstream, for those of us tackling complex problems with no evident solutions, well, you might consider taking a vacation. What were the greatest breakthroughs ever? Almost none of them happened at work. Historically, if you look at, you know, everything from post-it notes to penicillin, these discoveries came when people stepped away from the office. Einstein was famous for this. You know, he'd been working for years trying to figure out sort of the essential problem behind theory of relativity. And he talked about, he was talking to his best friend all day long trying to work this out. And he came away absolutely frustrated one day. And he's on his way home, looking up at like a clock tower. And he said, and suddenly it all came to him. And when you think about Thoreau and all of these historical figures who talked about the walk in nature, like all of these things are really important. You, you do need to step away. We've lost track of that in this modern world and we need to bring that back. But what about the rest of us who aren't spending our days working out, you know, the nature of the universe and all that? Most of us are not Einstein, right? Most of us are not dealing with that, but we do deal every day regardless of what your job is, you have to deal with the everyday issues of your job. You have to bring perspective and you have to bring patience and you need to bring your problem solving skills so that you can sort of think rationally. And also you need to have that, that store of energy, by the way, for any kind of job that you do, you need to bring that energy to it. And when your energy flags, so does your job performance. And so if you're not taking that vacation, if you're not taking time away, you don't get 
both the physical as well as the mental refreshment that you need to be able to come back and tackle your job. When we're back, we're going to look at how employers are helping their employees take time off. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Best New Ideas in Money. Before the break, we heard from our old friend and former co-host, Charles Passy, who recently looked at time off around the world, and the only country that doesn't mandate some amount of paid time off for workers, the United States. We also talked about some of the benefits that vacation can provide employees, and thus their employers. But are companies catching on? Here's Joanne Lippmann. A lot of companies are starting to understand this, and there are actually three ways that I have found that companies are encouraging employees to take off because they understand that it's hurting job performance when people continue to push themselves, regardless of the job they're in. So for example, the first way that I would say, um, very few companies are doing this, but which is to actually force your employees to take their time off. That includes Goldman Sachs, which as of this year, reportedly said it expects all employees to take a minimum of 15 days of vacation each year. So that's one way. A second way is to give employees a financial incentive to take vacation. And there are a number of companies I found, including Airbnb, Evernote, Bamboo HR, that give either $1,000 or $2,000 to employees to put toward their vacation, particularly vacation travel. And I spoke to an employee at one of these companies, and she said they have a whole Slack channel at their company where after you get your stipend and take your vacation, you post your vacation pictures on the Slack channel. A third way that a lot of companies are doing, and this a lot of this started during COVID, where companies started offering what were called recharge days because they realized people were simply burned out, a huge issue burnout. And recharge days are where the whole company shuts down. Now, a, a growing number of companies that I've come across are actually shutting down either they add a day around a holiday weekend like a July 4th or, or Christmas, or they shut down for an entire week. So for example, very recently, PwC, and EY both, they shut down the whole company for the July 4th week. PricewaterhouseCoopers and Ernst & Young 
are two of the big four accounting firms and are both major global professional services providers. The reason behind that is both to require people to take off, but also to do away with the guilt. So you don't feel like you're missing something or losing something, and you don't feel the need to check your email because nobody else is working. In Lippmann's view, fixing the vacation problem has a top-down solution. I do think there's a huge leadership issue here. Your leaders do need to model the behavior. So if your leader is always on and is emailing you at three in the morning and doesn't take off themselves, they are setting an example that says this is what it takes to get ahead. So you want your leaders to model the behavior that you would like to see in the rest of the organization. I've spoken to leaders, for example, male leaders who will take their paternity leave because they know that if they don't take the time off, the people within the company will not feel comfortable taking that time off either. We need to do the same thing with vacation time. But do companies actually want their employees to take time off? It's an important question. For example, when major employers shift to unlimited time off, it often generates buzzy headlines, which could be great for recruiting. But researchers have found that employees who have unlimited time off typically take fewer days than employees who have a limited number. Here's Lipman again. So employers absolutely should want their employees to take breaks. I think that where we get into trouble is, frankly, with individual managers within companies. So the company writ large is like, okay, we know it's good for physical and mental health, and we know it's good for performance. So they know this intellectually. But if you are the manager, and I know this from being an editor for many years, it can be really hard. You know, you, you want to reach out to that person. They're working on a project that's really important and suddenly they're gone. And so when we think about this, I think that the company-wide shutdowns I like because everybody is off. It's hard to plan around vacation. And I do think that's something we have to be better at. I've talked to some people who say they sort of, they plan out the whole year. So if you've got, if you're running a department or you're part of a department, your department-wide looks across the year at the span and marks out where they know different people in the department are taking their vacation so that everybody is aligned and so that the work can be structured around understanding who's going to be gone and when they're going to be gone. And if you think about it, we do this for things like maternity leave already, right? Maternity leave is now standardized at most companies. And you make arrangements because you know it's coming and you know when they're going to be gone. We tend not to do that with vacations, but if we did, I think it would take a lot of the stress out of the process. That said, the United States, in addition to requiring no paid vacation time, doesn't mandate paid family or medical leave. And as of the beginning of this year, only 14 states required paid sick time. We are the only industrialized country that doesn't have guaranteed paid time off, but also doesn't have a guaranteed childcare leave that doesn't have childcare subsidies at the least for parental leave. First of all, it keeps large swaths of people out of the workforce altogether. And secondly, it basically sets a standard that says, if you can't power through, then there's something wrong with you. So the employee feels like it's my problem, like I need to power through. And as a result, the whole culture is built around, you have to keep going and you have to keep pushing. And I, I, I do think that that trickles down to the rest of us. We do need, at a policy level, we really do need to understand the importance of all of these issues. Does Lippmann think vacation is a privilege 
or a right? I would love to say that it is a right. That is actually not realistic right now. It is a privilege. Uh, but I think the first step is those who have that privilege need to take advantage of it. And then we need to kind of spread that further. We, we, we need to move in the direction where it does become a right. Because, you know, we're increasingly understanding that it is a net positive on both sides for the employer and the employee. So for those listeners who haven't taken a vacation yet this year and have those days in the bank, what's the best move to make? First of all, plan your vacation, work with your employer so they know you're going to take it. Just the planning piece of it is actually good for your mental health. So the best thing is not to say, okay, I'm going to start taking my vacation tomorrow. The best thing is actually to plan it out in advance because that alone, all the research shows that you get a boost in your mental health simply by anticipating your vacation. Finally, we had to ask, does Lipman practice what she preaches? I have to say, I am, I am, I learned a lot in doing my own reporting and I am trying, I am trying to take my own medicine. <laughs> Back to Charles Passy, my predecessor, who we heard from at the beginning of the episode. Does he take his vacation time? I have had a pretty robust year of vacations, I have to say, and I am feeling very relaxed. You know, I, I've I've taken a week in a beach locale. I'm just back from a cruise and I've got another week ahead in the mountains. So I would say I'm doing well on the vacation front. I think my employer is getting more out of me because of all that nice vacation time I've taken. So, so there you go. Thanks for listening to The Best New Ideas in Money. You can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating or review. And if you have ideas for future episodes, drop us a line at bestnewideasinmoney at marketwatch.com. Thanks to Joanne Lippman and Charles Passy. To learn more about paid time off, head to marketwatch.com. I'm Stephanie Kelton. And I'm James Rogers. The Best New Ideas in Money is a podcast from MarketWatch. The producers are Michael McDowell, Meta Lutzhoft, and Katie Ferguson, who mixed this episode. Melissa Haggerty is the executive producer. Tim Roston was our newsroom editor on this episode. The Best New Ideas and Money theme was composed by Sam Retzer. Stephanie Kelton is an economist and a professor of economics and public policy at Stony Brook University, and not part of the MarketWatch newsroom. We'll be back next week with another new idea.